Hi there, Steve Coffin here. Today I'm going to talk about BTS, the Korean K-pop group, and how well they speak Chinese and English. Remember, if you enjoy these videos, please subscribe, click on the bell to get notifications, and by all means join me at Link, which is where I learn languages. So, a friend said to me, do you know the Korean K-pop group BTS? And I said, no, never heard of them. So let's begin by giving you a brief, uh, you know, excerpt from one of their songs. Which you can find all over the the uh, you know YouTube internet uh, they're apparently the number one selling uh, pop music group in the world it's just that me being an old fogey I'd never heard of them um, but so the friend said can you sort of critique their Chinese and English so I looked at this interview where they're speaking in Chinese and in English Watch my face. Wow, handsome. You know, my first reaction is that, that these guys are just great. You know, I've listened to some of their songs. Their music obviously is great. Their dance routines are great. I mean, they're very professional. They're very good at what they do. But their message is so positive. And their message is one of inclusiveness. We're living in a world that is it's global, increasingly global. Whatever we may think about that, we may regret the fact that we're more global, but we're going to be increasingly global. There's more and more mutual influence affecting food and music. I mean, even this K-pop group, I mean, their music reflects influences from, from uh, however, many, however many continents, from Africa, from Latin America, from North America, from uh, Asia. Uh, and, and so they are international. So, uh, and, and, um, so now getting to the subject of, of their use of language, uh, they of course haven't gone at the study of Chinese or English in terms of accu accumulating lots of words. You know, my focus at Link always is to acquire many, many words so that I can read, so that I can understand movies. Uh, theirs is a more a lighthearted touch at these languages. But the, by the same token, their music is an opportunity to learn Korean or even other languages. Uh, I looked at one of their videos on YouTube and uh, they offer subtitles in a variety of languages. I, uh, for whatever reason, maybe YouTube knew that I'm learning Arabic, the subtitles were there in Arabic. So I imported that into Link. So now I can go through their lyrics, which are of course originally in, in Korean and English, and I can go through them in Arabic. Uh, Eric of our of Link, he has on his blog, on the Link blog, gone into some detail on how to import, uh, you know, these Korean songs with the lyrics into Link and then learn Korean from their music. So these are the ways in which we can, you know, connect with, um, you know, BTS. 
But their use of the languages that they spoke in this interview, uh, and again, I'll have a link to that discussion, is quite different in approach. Theirs is an expression of joy, of happiness in using languages, and so they imitate a Chinese person or an English speaking person. Uh, and they do so very well, they pull it off. Uh, it's, it's, meant, it's not meant to, to, to make fun of, say, Chinese speakers, but to me as a non-native speaker of Chinese, I thought they did it very well. The sort of intonation, the, the gestures and stuff, uh, you know, they, they capture that sort of essence by only speaking a very few words. The pronunciation was good and, as I say, they were using real words. Um, sometimes people might imitate an Italian or a Frenchman or a Chinese person and just use non-words, nonsensical words, or sometimes you'll hear people going, you know, imitating Chinese, ching chong ching ching, which is just silly. Uh, whereas there they were using a small number of words to sort of uh, participate in a, in a positive way in Chinese culture and then they did the same with English, so a lot of, uh, you know, how's it going type of you know, casual. Now, obviously, as a native speaker of English, I can hear their accent. I can hear where the words they they use were not quite correct. It doesn't matter. It's done in a light-hearted way, and therefore they pulled it off. And uh, I think that they represent something that's very positive. Uh, the message of inclusiveness that uh, we're all connected. The, just the fact that they offer their videos with subtitles in so many different languages. And obviously the music is, is very popular. Uh, I don't have all the statistics at hand, but I gather they won an award. Uh, they have fans all over the world. Their videos are, you know, millions and millions of people viewing them. So um, I, I just am glad that someone asked me to, um, you know, listen to their use of Chinese and English uh, because, you know, I then became aware of this phenomenon that I had not been aware of. And, uh, you know, it's, it's sort of in line. I'm, I'm an older generation. I have a, uh, call it a more serious approach to, to language learning. I struggle, I work hard to acquire more and more words. Uh, but these people are just enjoying, they've obviously had fun being with Chinese people, being with American people, with Japanese people. They spoke some Japanese, they spoke some Thai. And uh, they just enjoy that sense of, of, of being together with people of, of different cultures where to some extent we mix these cultural influences and at the same time we maintain what is valuable to us in our own culture. So everything about them, having discovered them through this, uh, you know, request from a friend to critique their, uh, their use of Chinese and English has, has introduced me to this phenomenon which I think is extremely positive. By the way, my videos are also available on podcasts. So for those of you who are learning English and don't want to spend the time watching a video, you should look into getting the podcasts uh, where you know transcripts are also available. Uh, and I think they're on Spotify and iTunes and so forth and so on. So that's just a bit of a hint for those who, who use these uh, to learn or to improve their English because anything that you can find that's interesting is going to help you in your language learning. Same with me with Korean. I have to admit that I've struggled with Korean. I've done Korean off and on at different times for six months here, six months there. I never really achieved the level that I would like to achieve. Part of it is that when I started we didn't have the many stories for Korean at Link, which we now do. And second of all, we weren't able to import material like 
the, the uh, BTS songs into Link. Um, now it's a lot easier to do that. I can even import, you know, podcasts that I can automatically transcribe. So if I were to go back to Korean, I would do better. But my Korean being as it is, uh, whatever I've been able to do in it, I enjoy. And I'm going to end up here with uh, two videos that I would, you know, suggest you might want to have a look at. One is uh, Eric on his uh, blog post. This is not my son, by the way. I have a son named Eric, but this is not Eric. He does a, a, a description of how to import K-pop or specifically BTS songs into Link in order to improve your Korean. And the other one is, just for reference, a conversation that I had with Hannah, who is Korean, uh, four years ago. And that was the last time I sort of had an online conversation in Korean. And you'll see that I do struggle, but it's something that I'll go back to. So, thank you for listening. Bye for now.